You're not listening to the Smoke World Podcast. You're wasting your time, you mortal. What's up, folks? Welcome to another episode of Smoke World. I'm your host, Stone. So go grab that stick. Go grab a glass, whatever you're drinking. Let's sit back and have that conversation. You can follow me on Instagram at Smoke World Podcast. Email stone at smokeworldpodcast.com. And if you haven't checked out the website, you don't live on the planet Earth. The website, smokeworldpodcast.com. Today's guest is Dr. Lane Rowland, MD, who's a virologist, a trauma surgeon, and a military vet, and guess what? An infectious disease expert. He's going to be talking to us today, and today I will have my guest co-host, Art, who's the co-founder of Grow Out Oils. We will be talking to Dr. Lane Rowland. Gentlemen, what's up? Wonderful, brother. Wonderful, brother. Star. How you feeling today, man? Oh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Doctor, like I said, I want to say thank you for joining the program. We're going to appreciate you giving your expertise and taking the time out of your busy schedule to sit down and have a conversation with my folks and the listeners. So, Doc, how you feeling, brother? What's going on with you, sir? I'm doing super fantastic, man. You know, another 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 opportunity to educate save people's lives and I thank you for even considering to be on your platform it's another voice that we have to make sure out to people to make their lives alright so yeah doc um, again brother have you ever uh, enjoyed yourself enjoyed the cigar oh yeah man I mean I told you after we got done uh, in our military training you know after hard events like airborne school or pathfinder school you know, uh, we, we, we light up a cigar as a celebration and, uh, you know, have that with a glass of cognac or uh, some nice bourbon. Oh, wow. Okay, so I, I really want to dig deep just a little bit because I know on any other show you're really talking about what you know best, infectious diseases and uh, dealing with the climate that we're in. But I want you to kind of tell us where are you from? How did you get started? Because, again, I love to see the glory but a lot of folks don't know the backstory so i want to get the backstory of where you from and kind of get to let the folks know who you really are and how you came to to where you're at today well you know my life is a is a is a, a picture man i mean i was born in the great state of louisiana in a, in a in a in a country town and and the reality is that i say oh you know that country town kind of defined me with big mama and, and the reality is that from my homeless beginnings as a country boy in Louisiana and buffalo fish and catfish, that kind of got me started in life, man. But you never know where you're going to go in life. You know, and I remember probably one of the, the pivotal points in my life, I was born on a military base in uh, Oakdale, Louisiana, a place called Fort Polk. But I think the moment in my life that really defined me when I was like five years old, and, the, and, my, and, the, and my, my mother got a call from the school and they said you know we need to talk to you about Sid you know which is me and that you know we think he's you know he needs to be put in special ed and my mother said he don't need to be put in special ed you know he's a he's bored you know when you're talking about four plus four Sid was talking about nine times nine looking out the window 
And and my mother said no. And then the next thing, my mother gave me a microscope, and I started looking at a microorganism. And I was like five years of age. And then from there, it's just you know I've always been in love with the, the things of the unseen, microorganism, bacteria, viruses, and, and that's how my career went. You know until I got to high school. I had a white teacher ask me, hey, Doc, you know, no, I wasn't Doc, but he goes, hey, Sid, what do you want to be? You know, and I'm like, man, I'm gonna be a, I want to be a doctor. And he told me at that time I didn't have the aptitude. And what black boy knows what the word aptitude means? And, man, I, I always remember that. And then you fast forward it. I mean, I'm at the university, and I have a scholarship, military scholarship, and a football scholarship, and uh, I was majoring in microbiology and chemistry I had a double major and a minor in military science and I remember my my senior year I applied to all these medical schools all these different PhD programs and the teacher named Diane Horn I've made her famous most people don't know who Michael Jordan coaches that cut him in high school but I made Diane Horn very famous around the world because I don't have time to sugarcoat things and so I asked her for a letter of recommendation and she looked in my face oh sick you're gonna be great and so, you know, I love life and I got accepted to a couple of PhD programs in Wayne State in Detroit, Virginia Tech in uh, Virginia and University of Nevada, Reno Medical School in Reno, Nevada. And people don't realize when you get to that level that you have access to your records. So one night I was in the lab doing research at, I don't know, nine o'clock that night. And I said, you know, let me just look at my records. I was in the office and I pulled my record off, man, guess what she wrote? She wrote in there that I did not have the aptitude or the ability to do graduate school level work. Wow. And I thought about that, how many schools that, that killed me or not getting in. And then, long story short, you know, I graduated my master's degree in study of American biology. I ended up with two medical degrees, number three in my class, the board certified, wrote questions for the board certification, you know, fellowship in infectious diseases, Hawaii surgical training, tripler, board certified all that stuff, you know, certified chemical and biological warfare, professor of biology, I can go down to the line. And then, you know, I'm very successful, and I put a scholarship at the university at Weber State. And, man, and I remember going back there, and I, you know, gave a scholarship of my name, a microbiology scholarship. And this woman came up in my face and said, I always knew you were going to make it. Really? <laughs> wah, 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 wah. Okay, so, all right, now, Doc, what would you say to her? I know you... Uh, you know, let's keep it real. Maybe you said something nice to her and said, hey, you know what, thank you. But what did you say to this lady? Oh, no, in the back of my head, I said, this, 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 this lady's a piece of shit, man. And uh, you got your damn mind. You know, you're crazy. I mean, I really wanted to, you know, you know give her to tell her what the fucking real deal is. But my success was, you know, was important. And I looked at her. And I, and I, you know, I, you know, as I went through life, you do your thing, and you get a lot of realize a lot of these, a lot of these white people are very envious of you, especially, especially even black folks the same way. And so my success did what I needed to do, man. It wasn't very, it wasn't easy, you know, being always one of the few black people or the only black person, but I, I did it, you know, I, I made it, and uh, all this is a testament of the fortitude and the adverse effects and the negativity that I had these people, and these people gave me post-traumatic syndrome, and I've always remember what the teacher said, aptitude, the teacher told me I was retarded, <clears throat> the white professor writing a letter telling me how awful I was, so if I'm retarded, how in the hell I end with six degrees? 
Thank how you. I being a military officer? How am I director of a program? How am I one of the top guys on the planet? How am, why am I, uh, you know, one of the science officers for the AIDS Institute here in America? You know, I can go on and on and all the stuff like this. So it just doesn't make any sense. And that's why I tell kids and all the black students I train in infectious diseases in Peru and the kids around the world is that never let anybody define who you are. You always define your damn self. And that person, you know, that you think is your friend, uh, you always need to make sure you check your letters of recommendation because you really know what people really think about you. And, uh, and so you never always remember at the end of the day, your success is dependent upon you and not being qualified or vetted by somebody else. You bet your damn self. You take your ass and then you look in that damn mirror and says, hey, I'm not perfect. You know, I'm in, I'm in work in progress, but shit, I'm who I am. Uh, and excuse my language. Fuck no, everybody else. Absolutely. This, hey, this is this is smoke world, brother. You say what you want to say and how you want to say it. Now you kind of skipped over some stuff. Now you was in the military. You, you, yeah. What branch of military were I you was, in? I was in the army. I was I came out as a second lieutenant in uh, commission in nineteen eighty six. You know, scholarship cadet. Uh, I was a chemical biological warfare officer. That was my initial branch and. The Army gave me the opportunity to get my master's degree and, and go, to, go to med school and all that stuff. And so after I got done with med school, I switched over to the medical corps and I did my surgery training in Honolulu, Hawaii, a tripler. And then the rest of it's just history, man. You know, it's just one thing after another. And, and when people look at my my age and what I've done, and, you know, and it really shocks people. But there's a reason why you look at my CV. The reason why it is because, you know, I, I couldn't be average system won't let me be average i can't be a tiny tim i I gotta i gotta be i gotta be my a game you know and so you look at michael jordan he cannot be average you know michael vick they won't let his butt sit on the bench he gotta play now but they'll take a white boy and develop that son of a bitch for 10 years yes (laughs) and as black kids we, we we as black kids we gotta play now and so in my life man shit you think you man it's teachers are telling me this and that and you're this and that and I mean I got people I got six degrees and you got somebody with uh, two degrees telling you you need to work on your communication and this is the problem we have in our society that white man's validation you know you, you know, I think one of the greatest things I've seen you gotta look at Colin uh, Colin Kaepernick's uh, black and white thing on Netflix everything that's in there is a testament to what black people go to they always try to qualify you, tell you what you ain't good enough to do. And so, and we have to be, we don't have that luxury of, of you know, fucking up. I mean, we got to be almost perfect and to get to that next level. And the education the same way, tell you, you know, only we can do is dribble basketball, rap scene, and all that stuff. But hey, there's some guys out here like myself. Shit, we, we can do all of it. And we cannot be average. And so when you look at my life, it's a testament to shit I've had to go through from white people telling me what I'm, what I, what I can't do. So now, you know, I remember doing the NBA, uh, <clears throat> uh, NBA show uh, Mile High, and with Ralph Sampson and Spencer Hayward, and Magic Johnson, and Chris Paul, and these guys. And I've done about six programs with them in, in Denver. And I remember, man, one of the guys goes, "Man, let me tell you something. We gonna Google this, guys. How many degrees does Dr. Fauci have?" Shit, Dr. Fauci, that, that white boy got two degrees, man. He got a B, bachelor, bachelor's of art from uh, Holy Cross and an MD from Cornell. You know how many degrees does Dr. Rowland have? Six. He's been at the NIH his whole entire career. Dr. Rowland has been all over the world. 
So you, you make the difference on that. That tells you the big difference, doesn't it? Uh, and I wanted to touch on that because, again, speaking about being around the world, I know you were in the Amazon. Why don't you give us a little, a little history on what was going on with some of the things that you were doing, assisting some of the people? These are the things that well, folks I mean, need to yeah, hear. Yeah. I had the opportunity back in 2004, 2003, you know, about that time, 2003, to be on a, a, a mission, uh, you know, both military and also humanitarian down in Peru. And I happened to go down. I didn't want to go, man, because I've been in these Honduras jungles, and I've been in different jungles. So I you know that you go down there, man, you got to deal with donkeys pooping around, mosquitoes, or running water. <clears throat> so I wasn't going to go. And, man, you know, about 2 o'clock in the morning, man, I said, Doc, we got to have it. We have to have another doctor on the team. So I said, okay, y'all, let's go, man. So wheels up at, like, 4 in the morning, got to the airport, and flew down to Peru. Man, let me tell you something. I fell in love with that shit. It was unbelievable. And my first experience with the people was I went to a town called Barranca, which is north of Lima. Man, went in this town, probably about a thousand people lined up, and I started taking care of them, interviewing them, you know, what's your problem, give them medication, give them vaccines, man. And I got done with that. That thing made my soul full again. And then we took a plane to a town called Iquitos. Man, I'm there, you know, I don't speak any damn Spanish. And man, I, you know, the people come up to me and says hi, and I'm trying to interpret what I could do. And I had a white doctor with me from the University of Utah. And a little Spanish guy comes up to us and, you know, says hola. And he reaches out to shake the white dude's hand, and the white dude wouldn't shake this dude's hand. He looks at me, Dr. Joe Rivera, Chief OBGYN, Director of the hospital, looks at me and shakes my hand, and I shook his hand. And lo and behold, this guy's the biggest doctor, the most powerful doctor in that area. And man, we became buddies. That white doctor, he was dumb. So man, this guy gets me in a boat. You can imagine, it's 8 o'clock at nighttime. I'm new to the Amazon. He gets me in a boat, man. That boat's maybe like two feet wide eight feet long and we go across the damn Amazon River at nighttime man to a village of chiefs and I'm thinking man the anaconda's gonna jump out of the water and grab me and piranhas and all that. I mean I had maybe I might have to take some grenades and shit yeah <laughs> you know, I would be man, thinking the same thing water. and so I get to this village man walk in there you can imagine a village a hut fire in the middle like one of them Indiana Jones movies or uh, maybe the sitting bull with the chief all around the thing, man. The guy goes, this is Dr. Roland, the gringos. He's here to help our people. And uh, blah, 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 blah. And the chief says, you're a bless. <laughs> Get back in the boat. Back to the other side, across that river that nighttime. They took me to the television station that night. And I go, okay. You know, I don't speak any Spanish. And so they said, the interviewer starts interviewing me, blah, 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 blah. And all I could say was, uno fanta naraja por favor. Orange drink. I like orange drinks. I like orange drinks for about a hundred times. That's all I could say, man. They finally got a translator in there, man. It says, uh, this is Dr. Rowling. He's here to help our people. And I like, I mean, I'm like a deer looking to the camera. All these people improve. And I go, I'm going to do six surgeries with more. And the press of my surgery is a Fanta. So I'm going to have a console tomorrow, bring a Fanta. Man, I shit you not, brother. 
there was a thousand son of a bitch lined up with Fanta's. Wow. And I looked at all of them, and man, I had Fanta. That, I mean, we're not talking about no damn liter. We're talking like three liter bottles of Fanta, man. So what you do? Right, that's what I'm about to say. So what'd you do with them sodas, man? Did you drink them? Shit, shit I was drinking them like shit. I was drinking them like smoking marijuana, baby. <laughs> <laughs> shit was good. <laughs> and sure enough, man, I all them people, man, I ended up doing six surgeries, brother. I picked two pediatric deformities, two uh, two middle aged people, and two old folks, man. So the most complicated was surgeries that the kid had a congenital defect, had a club foot, mm. and you know I had to. Do that surgery. I fixed the man. We had the mamos in the OR, CIA's in the OR, police in the OR, camera people in the OR. Because people didn't know that Negroes did surgeries, man. They <laughs> couldn't believe that. They're we like, whoa, is this rap. real? Yeah, exactly. This guy should be rapping or singing. He shouldn't be performing <laughs> so surgeries. So this is probably one of the most difficult surgeries of my life. Man, I'm up there. I'm under my. I'm sweating like a pig, man. Not because of the technique, because I had all these damn people look at me, man. I did that surgery about three hours, brother, and the mother fell on the floor crying, going, my God, deals, deals. The nurse looked at me and said one word, perfecto. And then the next day, man, I flew down. They flew me down to meet the president of the country. And, man, I mean, it's like I'm talking CIA types. I'm talking about they blocking roads off, <laughs> police cars. <laughs> it was crazy, like I'm a rock star. And I go up there and meet the president. Uh, you know, at the journal, and he says, man, we saw what you did on television, man, I said, man, I, I said, told the president, man, you guys brought my soul back to medicine, I said, I'm gonna give you guys 15 years of my life to help your people out, and he goes, man, you are blessed, you go anywhere in this damn country, doc, and that's how it started. Man, that's amazing, brother, that is amazing, now, I know your diabetes gotta be shot, then, because at the end of the day, you drink all them damn sodas, what medicines well, you, you know gotta what, be man, on now? I mean, I, I, mean I, I, I kid you not, man, I you, I don't know if you ever had a fan from overseas. It's completely different than this. No, it is. Bass that we have here. It's no, it's a different flavor. Totally different taste. Man, I, man, you talking? I, I put fan in my damn Captain Crunch. Film <laughs> 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 Frosted Flakes. That's how good it was. <laughs> oh, but anyway, long story short, man, that's how that started. And you know, and I was in, I'm doing missions in the jungles, man. I mean, this is real time. Up and I would go out in the jungles and we see 500,000 people in a village. You can imagine being on a boat, man, like eight hours going down to the Amazon, which is unbelievable. And you get, you get out there and then you get to that shore and you have to jump out of the boat into the water. And man, everybody's like, look at me, but I'm the leader. Shit, man, I jump out that damn boat, get in that water, man, waist high. You can feel the piranhas biting you, the leeches getting on your skin, you know. So man, now, who are you working on? I guess it was the indigenous people who you were working with. Yeah, that live in the, I guess, live in the Amazon. Story. Yeah, yeah, these people been in the jungle for fifty thousand years, man. They speak, they don't speak no damn. They speak Yagua and Boar and all these different languages, man, that you you wouldn't even know. And so, you imagine getting in the water and you clam up into the river bank about fifteen, twenty feet high, and then you got that jungle look at you, brother. I mean, you got a compass. You have an ideal direction when you go. And, man, we take our machetes and we start cutting, bro. Humping, humping, six, seven hours. And all of a sudden you get to a clearing in the middle of the jungle. And, man, these kids will be waiting for you. And you get there, man, and, boy, these kids run up to you and look at you. And they go, you know, I'm, they, at that time I was probably the first black person they ever saw in their life. And you get that village, man. We set up and we start 
taking care of the people, man. And, man, we do everything, man. I do surveys out there, no power, you know, in a school uh, with a light and alcohol. And the best we had are betadine and take care of women that are pregnant or urinary tract infection. And 99% of the people all got worms. Their stomachs are swollen with, you know, medication. And, and these guys are shitting worms out three, four hours later, man. And we take care of the people, man. And at the end of that, we play them in volleyball or we play a soccer game up. And then we get done brother and we have to hike back like my sergeant major said always you can go someplace but you better save the energy because you got to get back and you hump through that whole thing man but when you when you hump back your, your backpack's a little lighter your steps are a little bit better because you've done great god's work man you get on that boat going back home and you reflect on oh, man i actually did something you know i tell my students can we save all the people and my students look at me and go they say, yeah, we can. I said, no, we can't. But if we can save one person's life, we did our job. And that's that's the story. That's a blessing, brother. Now, real, real quickly, um, just, I, you know, and I know you, you just gave us a whole bunch of information, but um, I had a conversation with your son. And, uh, you know, he talked about a, a, a situation with uh, some of the leadership in Peru um, where they were, you know, in need of medical care. And uh, you basically came in and saved the day. Um, do you mind touching on that a little bit? Yeah, you know, I, I live, you know, I, and I've lived in Peru like uh, 15 years now, working there for almost 20 years. And I remember one night at two o'clock in the morning, man, I had security people come to my house, you know, and they said, "Hey, Doctor Roland, we need you." I'm like, "What the hell's going on?" And I end up uh, end up being the the nephew of the president of the country at that time, President Garcia. And so I go to the hospital. I mean, this guy's foot is black. I mean, you can smell the stench everywhere. And he's been in these other hospitals and stuff, man. And so I ended up doing an emergency surgery on him that morning. I took off half his, half his foot, and I, and I left it open. And I had to do serial surgeries on him. But long story short, man, you know, I took care of this guy. The guy went into a coma. You know, he was septic. And, you know, I did the best I could with all the knowledge I had. And man, I saved this guy's life. That was the rest of his history. So I had the opportunity to take care of some very important people, you know, prosecutors, lawyers, mayors, and stuff in my career in Peru. And that's why, you know, Peru is a, is a very important part of who I am. And, you know, one part of it's got me to this point now, but that's my humanitarian part of giving back to people. And people paid me with fanas. You know, I didn't take any money. And um, so I had the opportunity to do that. And so, you know, that's why I was nominated Global Humanitarian Award uh, last year. I didn't win. You know, by the one, I got $400,000. But, you know, at least I was nominated. I was the first black ever. So, Congratulations, brother. Congratulations. You won in our eyes. Trust me, the folks who are listening, you have won that prize. So don't even sweat that. Now, interesting, you mentioned something about being in the jungle. You say you were treating folks for worms. Now, out of curiosity, what medication were you using to treat those worms? Well, the, the, the main medication that we use uh, for treating uh, parasitic worms is a medication called uh, benazol, mubenazol, and we use ivermectin. These are the three kind of the three catalytic drugs, man. I've I've seen it all, man. I've seen worms coming out of people's eyeballs, the legs, the stomach. 
I mean, it's amazing the, the stuff I've seen. But this is what we treat people with, man. And these, this is as, as this is ninety percent of the people on the planet are infected with worms all the time because of the environment, the soil, feces. You know, you look at their feet; they're barefooted. The worms grow, drill holes in their feet, gets into their body, goes into their their whole systemic thing. So we use mebetazole, ivermectin. So I'm a I know medication very well because this is what we use and also this medication we talk about in our exams. We have to know the mechanism of action of how the drug works, you know, pharmacokinetics, kinetics, et cetera, and that's what we teach people. So I'm very familiar with that medication and even more with malaria medication. I've treated thousands of patients with malaria from, you know, falciparum, myvax, benign, malignant malaria. See people die from malaria. I've been in the jungles where I've taken samples for hundreds of patients in a village and put it on a slide and look at it on a microscope that's generated by the solar because there's no power in the jungles. So I'm very familiar with these medications. I've seen how they work in the real world. Now that's a good segue because I asked that question because we hear the word, you know, the medicine, ivermectin, when it comes to COVID treatment. I'm going to ask in your medical opinion, is that a good drug or has that been a drug authorized to treat the COVID-19 virus? Well, I think, yeah, I think your president told you to put your head in a microwave. <laughs> he told, he told us a lot of things, sir. Bleach. Yeah, he told us yeah, a lot. So when it comes, yeah, when it comes to ivermectin, man, you know, there's anecdotal uh, evidence that came out of Chile that they gave it to some, some people and they got improvement. But I can tell you right now, I have not seen that damn thing work because I had 22 of my friends that are doctors die within 14 days of each other. There are pictures on my Facebook, and you want to put that to the test. And they did everything at the beginning. Ivy, mectin, malaria medication, that shit don't make a damn bit of difference because the mechanism of action is not there for that. I know what the mechanism of action that uh, ivermectin does. It paralyzes, causes hyperpolarization to the worms. It, it makes them paralyzed, and that's why they don't kill it. That's why these worms can't hang on to your intestine with their hooks. That's what it does. Malaria medication inhibits the parasite from getting iron. That's what it does, a malaria parasite. And there might be some antidote dose where it might cause uh, you know, decrease immune response, decrease inflammatory, but these medications are not going to kill the virus. They're not inhibiting the virus. They're not going to change anything on the virus. That is a fact. There's, nobody can argue with that. Any medical book, clinical immunology, clinical infectious disease book, parasitology, tropical medicine, I teach this stuff. In all my books, we know what the drugs do. And it does not do what people think it does, and that's what people are going to make the mistakes at. Okay, so now with COVID-19, we've been getting... Pretty much, I'm not going to say overload because it's an important factor, but you're getting so much uh, contradicting information. You know, you get one station or one uh, radio personality saying one thing. I kind of want to get the folks in the right direction to get the truth on what's going on based on your medical opinion with COVID-19. First of all, COVID-19 is a virus. So can you explain a little bit to the people who are listening exactly what is COVID-19? No, COVID-19 is the disease. The virus is the SARS virus, which is the coronavirus. And it's the SARS-CoV-2 coronavirus. And this virus has been around for millenniums, man. This virus is an RNA virus, very mutagenic, capable of changing, and that's what it does. It mutates. But this virus did not come from some biological warfare where there was gain of function. 
If you're gaining function, hell yeah, there's gaining function. We do gaining function all the time to understand the pathophysiology of disease. But if so, well, there's somebody watching some science fiction movie, and somebody was in a lab in Wuhan, and a vial dropped in a book, and they got infected, like the movie 28 Days. Absolutely not. We've already looked at the phylogenetics, which is genetic makeup of the virus, and we know what's what, where it came from. It came from a bat. And that's the same strain that they took, that that virus jumped into that human being. They got a sample from that human being that was infected. They did a genetic synthesis to Pfizer and all the pharmacy companies. That's what they made their vaccine off of. And there was no gain in function. But this virus came from an animal. All viruses that really cause pandemics come from animals. Uh, And this is one reason why we're never, ever going to get rid of this virus through vaccines. Medicine is not going to happen. Uh, and I can give people a comparison to this. You look at smallpox. There's always the example people throw out there. But we're able to eliminate smallpox around the world because there's no animal vector. Period. We have some samples in some of the laboratories just to keep it on hand. But that's it. When you look at this coronavirus, this coronavirus has an animal vector, many animal vectors. Dolphins, whales, dogs, cats, ducks, chickens, bats, monkeys. I can go down. As long as there's an animal model, this virus is always going to be in the population. So we fast forward to day to day. Somebody ate a bat. They like bat meat. They like bat brains. They drink bat blood in these foreign countries. I know. I work in I work in these wet markets. So you can imagine a wet market with live animals that they love to eat. Uh, and that's where they get their protein. So you can look at a you look at a, a wet market. You got a bat on top of a duck, a duck on top of the pig. The pig is shitting. The the, the duck is vomiting. The the monkey is eating all that stuff. The the vultures, the bugs, excuse me, the birds on top of that pooping on these animals. They're all interchanging these viruses and feces and coughing. Man, that's where your super viruses come from. And so that person went there, not in Wuhan. Did not start in Wuhan. It started in another city. That's what people make the mistake at. Say, hey, man, I want some bat meat. He got him some bat meat, maybe two pounds of it, and got infected. And he coughed after the virus got into his body, established it. He coughed. And that's how it started. And that's how we're at today. And this virus has three transmission modes, respiratory, secretion, and feces. And that's the way it is. And this virus is, is this virus, the coronavirus is not new. Every one of us get coronavirus every year. It's cause of the common cold. But these are the alpha coronavirus, and it's for this virus. The SARS COVID 2019 is like the SARS from 2002, NIRS 2013, and this one 2019. These are beta coronavirus, and these are pathogenic. These are game changers. And what happens is that this virus figured it out. It did figure out virulence effectiveness. How can I infect more people? Well, guess what, folks? This virus has what we call trophism, multiple, which it can affect every cell in your body, your eyeballs, your lungs, your kidneys, your brain, et cetera. It affects your pancreas. You become diabetic. It can affect your penis. You can get erectile dysfunction. It goes down the line versus influenza, which has a trophism only for your lungs. Polio has a uh, trophism only for your peripheral nerves. Rabies has a, you know, excuse me, uh, rabies has a, uh, you know, uh, 
the trophies and for the peripheral nerves. Rabies loves your gastrointestinal uh, um, Polio is your gastrointestinal tract. Rabies are peripheral nerve. HIV is your CD4 cells. This virus has multiple trophies, which is a game changer. Now, you said a mouthful, Doc. Now, I'm not saying you're scaring folks, but nonetheless, with all that you have said, what is the best way that folks can protect themselves against this virus in this day and time? We had the vaccine. Now, that's a big, you know, that's a big fight. Should folks get vaccinated or not? What is your opinion on the vaccination? Because it's my understanding that the vaccine was created with a certain strand that first came out, but now you have Delta and these other types of uh variants of the virus that the vaccine may not be as uh potent against to fight against these variants so what is your I mean, opinion of the vaccine I, yeah, I, I told everybody this a year ago you can google me and get on uh you know get on youtube and look at all the programs from npr msnbc black news channel i told you guys a year ago what was going to happen when this vaccine was going to come out i told folks you'll be getting two and three boosters for the next 50 years because there's too many variants whoa, whoa, out there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. How many years, you say? How many years? 50 years? or 50 years, yeah. yeah. 50 years or more. Wow. That's a fact. That's a game changer. Because these facts, it's a game changer. And that's why you have to sit down, what I call, have that big mama conversation, what I'm doing all over the country. Now, you know, from rural Mississippi to Arkansas, Florida, Washington, D.C., all the places. I mean, I, I've been... Every day I'm doing some type of program because one of my responsibilities is to educate people. So when you look at the vaccines, let's look at the virus. There is no long-term immunity. You get infected with the coronavirus, you're going to get reinfected again. That's a fact. There is no long-term antibodies. That's why people get the common cold every year. That's why people you know that have gotten the virus and get the COVID virus, the SARS virus, they get reinfected again and reinfected again. There's no long-term immunity. So you fast forward that and put it into the vaccine, that's the same damn thing with the vaccine, man. You're gonna get your body's gonna see it, maybe give you an immune reaction, and guess what? That's why you gotta get a booster shot. That's why I tell everybody out there, and I don't have a, I have, I'm down. I love, I'm a pro-vaccine guy, but this vaccine, I'm sitting on the sideline and watch you guys be the guinea pigs. I'm gonna find out what's gonna happen. <laughs> okay, we see what's okay. With the adverse effects. Sorry. <laughs> All right, so break it down in plain English. You said you're sitting on the sidelines, so you haven't been vaccinated. Oh, hell no, baby. I'm up in the stands eating popcorn on the train platform watching you guys go by. What's your reason why, if you want to share? Why haven't you been vaccinated? <laughs> what are you saying is going on with this vaccination? <laughs> this vaccine ain't been tried and, and true, baby. It's like, you know, you, you, like you say, man, if you have a good cigar and a good brandy, baby, you're in heaven, baby. You're smooth, suave. This damn vaccine, baby, is all over the damn place. I mean, it has no credibility, no long-term smoothness in it. We're figuring it out. And that's why it takes vaccines three to 10 years to come to the work, because by that time, we've tested everybody. We've taken 10,000 black kids with sickle cell and we inject them. We've taken 10,000 big mamas that got diabetes and have one of the legs cut off. We've taken, you know, five white you know, 5,000 white kids that have autism, all the different diseases. Then you inject and you go, okay, man, you know what? You know, man, half them kids that got sickle cell, man, they ain't never in sickle cell crisis, man. Man, half the autism kids all got myocarditis of the heart. Man, we got to be careful. We got to have a warning. But they didn't do that. They took the most healthiest people in Germany, all white, injecting them, 
and came up with this. They analyzed last 85 days in their own paper. says we didn't test minorities, disability, autoimmune, compromised people, women that are pregnant, and children. We're going to figure this, and old people, we're going to figure this out in the field. And guess what they're doing? You are the field test. Mm, so how can, you know, again, back to that original question, what do you think the best way, based on what you shared right there, what is the best way for one to protect themselves, if they can, from this COVID-19? Well, I, I mean, I, you know, one of the things about having education at my level is one of the things is having education, educating people. If you understand what you're dealing with, then you can come up with a solution to protect yourself. So we have solutions. Doc, what are the solutions? I've been saying this for two years now. Man, this is a viral disease. You better wear you better wear antiviral mask. You better kick that blue cheap, you know, surgical mask that hasn't been tested against back uh, tested against viruses. Boy, you better you better step your game up, man, and, and get rid of the FFP two and FFP three and get your uh, get your antiviral mask, baby. You better get some antiseptic hand wash for your hands. Damn sure, you better get you some hydrosol so you don't touch that damn contaminated kiosk machine which has feces in it. Or the, or the ATM machine at the bank machine, or you put your PIN number at the gas station and you grab the gas station, you better spray your stuff. Boy, you, better, you go to the market, baby, all them people in there breathing on your bananas and picking their nose and squeezing the avocados and tasting the grapes and throwing them back in there, all that's contaminated. You better you better take some hot salt and spray your food off before food sanitizer before you eat it. All right, Maybe, so no, hold it. Oh, whoa, 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 Doc. You now, not your shoes in your house. Now, what spray is this? What, what do we need to spray? What is this that we need? <laughs> well, it's hydrosol. Uh, and, uh, Art will be able to tell you about that, but it's a hypochlorous acid solution that we use to spray foods, man. You know, you spray your food when you get home because your food can be, con- it's, can be, con- no, it's not, can be, it is contaminated. But people touching it. I mean, come on, man. You you got common sense, baby. You go to the market. You see what people do. Oh, absolutely. People scratching their people scratching their ass and Digging you know, their nose. touching them damn apples and shit. And you look at their dirty, nasty hands, picking their nose, putting boogers <laughs> on your bean sprouts, and you know, and tasting the salary and throwing that shit back in there. And you fools talk about organic my ass. <laughs> and so we had that conversation the other night. You know, coming yeah. out of the bathroom, not washing their hands at all. Then they go running hands all across those great. And the, and the bananas and the strawberries and the, the, the mangoes and everything. And all, you know, you know sweet you, Georgia peaches that yeah. you love so much. Yeah. <laughs> now, so now Art, okay, so out. now do you have that particular spray with grow-out oils? Yeah, that's what's in the Dr. Lane Rolling Antiviral Kit. As a matter of fact, um, everything that he's talking about, uh, you know, we were we were um, fortunate enough to be able to take one of uh, Dr. Rowland's that he offers, right? And I would advise everybody to take it because you think you learned a lot tonight. When you take that class, it's like, you know, you're going to know a hundred times more than any common person. And then you'll even find yourself having conversations with, uh, you know, so-called methods who don't really and truly understand uh, viruses and viral load and between RNA and DNA viruses and these sorts of things. But that was the reason that we actually um, decided to create that whole kit because that's what we were using um, when we would, you know, when we would go out and, and do our grocery shopping and, and, you know, get our gas and just moving around um, on an everyday basis. So, absolutely. All right. So now you mentioned the class, Doc. What classes is that you have? And tell us about this class. 
Now we have a we have a basic microbiology course and neurology course that we teach usually every Thursday for an hour and about twenty minutes over five weeks. It's a short course to teach people about microbiology, understanding virology, public health, epidemiology, understanding vaccines, and understanding how to navigate in this new world. You have to educate people, but you got to get education for people that know what the hell they're doing that are trained in stuff. And it's what we do, man. It's the same class I teach in the medical school and, and you know, in, in virology schools. And we train our students, and that's how we have a basic course for the, the common person. You know, everybody, as we move forward, everybody's going to become a, uh, everybody will become a uh, microbiologist. You have to be. I mean, this is how you're going to make it to the other side. And the reality, folks, I'm sorry. I'm not the bearer of bad news. You know, sit down, get yourself a cigar, get you a double brandy. But this is the truth, hard truth, man. What we're going to be doing is for another 50 years, and you will be wearing a mask for the next 100 years. That is the way it is. I'm sorry, but this is your new this is your new, your new norm in this new world that we live in. Okay, so I have a question. For those who say that the pandemic is over, what do you say to that? Yes or no? Well, well I say absolutely not. And let me tell you when the pandemic it will be over. And this is the so-called experts that don't. They're not experts. The pandemic will be over when we look at the feces, the sewage, and we measure the viral load in the sewage. And as the sewage, as the sewage starts not showing any viral loads from the SARS-CoV virus, then we know the virus is going out in the population. As long as there's viruses in the sewage, the virus is going to be here. So that tells us how effective our mitigation policies are tells us that people have natural antibodies to get rid of this infection versus vaccine mandated or vaccine induced antibodies all this stuff when we get to that famous word herd immunity which will not be just 90 percent it'll be 100 percent then we know the virus is gone when we measure the virus in the sewage now are they conducting those tests now anywhere yeah they're doing yeah they're doing some of the tests and stuff you know it's not a really wide known things because when it comes to feces people you know just you know just irks people to think that you know you folks go to the kiosk machine you put your pin number in there and sure enough <laughs> your hand your fingers is, is contaminated with feces and viruses and hepatitis and coronavirus and you put your finger in your mouth or your eyeballs you go to the drive-through window and you say hey give me a big mac combo and they say it's five dollars and 65 cents man they you give them the money and they give you a change back and the first thing you do is do y'all put them damn french fries in your mouth you don't wash your damn hands and that money got shit all over it man come on man you're messing up you're messing the people up right now you throwing the four monkey <laughs> wrench yeah, this ain't no damn Harry Potter, man. You want yeah. Harry? Like I did with my daughter, like I did with my daughter two years ago. A lot of people know me from my daughter, Jordan Rowling. And she, I said, I told my daughter when we started, I can give you the Dr. Rowling version or I can give you the daddy version. Which one do you want? <laughs> oh, and the rest is history. <laughs> All right, so now you mentioned classes. Now, how can these folks, you know, become a, a student in one of these classes? What do they need to do? Just go to, our, go to our website, topaytobiosecurity.com, and they can enroll and get enrolled in. It costs $300. And you have me, uh, Dr. Weir, an epidemiologist, and we have a class every every uh, Thursday for an hour and 20 minutes teaching you guys the stuff we teach people. You get, a, you get your own book. There's no test, but there's clinical field study stuff where we say, hey, go to, go to Walmart and watch what they do in the women's bathroom, one of the most nastiest places on the planet. 
Whoa, whoa. Now you sound like you're hating on Walmart, Doc. Whoa. <laughs> hey, Walmart, get you killed. <laughs> All right, so now give me that website. Give me give me that website again because you said that kind of fast. You talk like me. You said it fast uh, so uh, folks can hear it. it. It's Biosecurity.com. T P A I D A Bio B I O Security S E R C U R I T Y dot com. If you go to my Instagram, you say you can see the website, Tapeta Biosecurity. Okay, is this going to be like a virtual class that we we do or something? Yeah, like? yeah, so yeah, yes, yeah, so we have an in house Zoom class okay. every Thursday. And then if somebody really wants to take the challenge and really take it to a next level, we want, I'm going to Peru in December. So I'm taking people that want to go and see my world bucket list. Oh, We're nice. Go to the jungles. We can bring Christmas toys and books to the children in the jungles and go visit Machu Picchu and all these different places so people can see a, a different part of the world and see how people really live. How long will you be down there? It'll be eight days. Eight days, okay. And, what, and what's the, again, I guess you go to that website. Pretty much everything's there. Yeah, we there. have it on there. It's on the website. It's okay. on there. It has, it's called the, the Winter Jungle Trip. <laughs> okay. Listen, hey, Art, you got anything for the doc? Because I know his time is precious, man. I I don't want to hold him up. He already got me messed up with my french fries right now. So, (laughs) (laughs) thinking about the french fries right now. Come on, doc. You said said keep it real, man. Absolutely. But I put the sands. Can you you imagine imagine going to Baston Robbins, man? You got some chick back there with six inch fingernails making you a fudge sundae. That's my here, my pretty, and they got dirt underneath them damn nails, and they put they put little peanuts on your ice cream sprinkles, like the wicked. It, it is Halloween, isn't it? Oh man! <laughs> and then, we, and then when you then, then when you're throwing up, when you're throwing up, when you're pregnant at three o'clock in the morning, your stomach all swollen, and you're shitting and vomiting out of both places, praying to God what happened. It's from them damn nasty fingers, baby. Hmm. <laughs> All right, so now here's the thing, too. I'm glad I'm glad you mentioned that. Now, the hand sanitizers that are at the store, at the dollar store, they at the market, they at the Walmart. Are those effective in, I guess, hell cleaning? No, they're not, man. Damn, man. No, Come on, not, Doc. Damn. Doc, so brother, you, I might I, just I, put some Gatorade I, I, on my I, hand. You, you just saying pour some Gatorade on my brother, hand and keep it moving. You better, you better get you some stuff that has 70% alcohol. And it's been tested against viruses. Not what the hell are you gonna man? Man, I'm just like my fifth cigar I've smoked already tonight, folks. It's my eighth <laughs> class of cognac. I'm just chilling, like he told me. Absolutely. You know, and uh, come on, just think about it, man. What the hell is an antibacterial so got to do with a damn virus? That hey, don't make no damn sense. Educate the people, educate us. So what we what do I need? Forget this then. What do I need? <laughs> I need to get one of the antiviral kits from the grow out oils. Number one. But where can I get this stuff? Can we find this stuff in the yeah, stores or we got to go yeah, online? You can, yeah, you, you, know, you can look at some of the stores and see if you can search it. But we've made it very simple. Just go to tapetabiosecurity.com. We have all that stuff. Okay. I mean, we have yeah, the antiseptic. We have it all, brother. Air purification, you, you name it. I mean, hell, we're doing a big project right now for a big university, man. And they bought everything. But we're creating that bubble to save people's lives. So you got to get the stuff from real people. Because I'm not telling you, it's like, man, it's like somebody telling you, man, there's, a, there's, a, there's that sweet potato pie and pumpkin pie the same, man. I know what you're smoking, baby, but what you're drinking, you ain't no damn cognac. No. 
Not a y'all, yeah, yeah. We just had that conversation at work. It's funny that you said that. Pumpkin pie, sweet potato pie. Different demographics right. of people like a certain type of pie. And you can guess where hey, that's hey, at. Hey, people like collard greens with spinach, man. I ain't no damn papa. I like spinach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, Art, you got anything for the doc before we let him go? That we ain't, you know. Yeah. I just want to appreciate, I, you know, tell I appreciate the time for, for stepping in and um, speaking to the people because it's very important. And um, just one thing I want to add, um, you had mentioned where should you go to get your stuff. You know, there are a lot of places you can get different stuff. But what I always tell people, keep in mind, is that if you have an individual that is on a daily basis uh, at colleges and universities, um, you know, uh, different cities throughout the country, helping them create bubbles and keeping people safe, then that's probably a good place to look to get any type of uh, materials or any products that are going to help you stay, help you and your family stay safe. So, you know, um, at TopetaBiosecurity.com website has a, a list of things on there from masks uh, to all type of stuff. And, um, you know, like what I discussed, you go to growoutoil.com, you can get the uh, Dr. Lane Rowe antiviral kit. And that kit was, was uh, put together specifically for people to, you know, travel, to keep on their person, um, to, to walk around, you stick it in your car, you got everything you need there. Um, you know, is, is, is great. Um, and, you know, it's not going to see the thing. The thing about the, the hand oil is that it's not going to um, evaporate in the air, you know, so it's like wearing a glove almost. And, um, you know, we've added, incorporated the uh, uh, ingredient in it that deactivates the coronavirus. So, you know, you got to really pay attention to who's trying to tell you what to get and just kind of look at their background what, and, and, and figure out what they've done. We've been, I mean, we've been training with this man for, you know, almost two years, right? So um, we think we're pretty versed in how to stay safe and everything's worked out fine so far. Nice. And hey, uh, let, me, let me add something to that. And, and, and one of the key things that the Grow Out Oils has is the spray. You get that little spray, so when you're about to touch that damn kiosk machine, you spray that stuff. You, you talk about your money, you need to spray your money with that stuff. You spray that stuff, and it's going to deactivate it so you're going to have clean money and clean ATM. And the thing I'm going to say, folks, you know, y'all, y'all, I don't know what the hell the Kool-Aid y'all been drinking, but y'all damn shouldn't be drinking y'all Kool-Aid with no uh, sugar. Y'all been drinking sour Kool-Aid. <laughs> the five in one juice, man. You know, we like five pounds of sugar to one cup, <laughs> one cup of water. <laughs> it's the five in one juice, brother. That's how we do it around the yeah, way. You know, so yeah, I, you know, happens, man. we be See, popping them pills like, happens. oh, you know, your diabetes is shot. Your sugars, you know how they say it back yeah, in the day. You know, your sugars is, he got them high sugars. <laughs> yeah, see, I see, I know, man, because see, I was, I was, I was hanging out with Dorothy on a yellow big road, and total and the Tin Man and the Scarecrow. We got to the, the Wizard Castle. I told them to shut up. They need to follow me. Went back there and pulled that damn curtain back. Even though damn all the Wizard, just a regular old guy. <laughs> Joey from the hood. Joey, that's you, man. That's where you went. Oh, Joey. Joey back there, like, yo, man, I got a new job, man. Don't be messing up my good work. <laughs> Hey, Doc, before I let you go, brother, is there anything that maybe we didn't touch on that you want the folks to know before we break out? No, I think the only thing, folks, is just, uh, just you know, be practical, man. Um, take a deep breath, man. We, we're going to get through this thing. Like I always say, we're going to get you to the side. Just make sure you, you know, you understand what's happening and don't be some sheep, you know, you know, being led to a slaughter. 
but make you know make sure you question stuff you know make sure if people are telling you about a virus you better sit down and find out what their background is because there are a lot of people from montana utah talking about viruses they never seen one in their damn life so you better make sure you're following people uh, that know what they're doing and we have a long ways to go and i look forward to coming back on doing a part two with you man if you got time oh, ab- tomorrow, come on brother time. come on doc we're gonna have you here anything you bring out new any information that you yeah. want to let the folks know about you got this platform. This is yours. Smoke word. No, brother, gotcha, I'm brother. Saying, because it'll take people like you. You, you're. See, this is a, the, the 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 screwed up thing that I don't think people really understand. It's folks like you that have a platform, brother. You can save somebody's life tonight. You did tonight. You have a you have a you have more of an impact in saving people's lives than a damn vaccine. I'm just telling you that. That's a fact. And so Absolutely. we need to come back in a month and go, hey, guys, this is the update. This is what's happening, man. This damn thing mutated again. We have to keep informing the people. You know, Big Mama don't know. No, I'm the right. guy at Big Mama's house in Mississippi in a, in a row house with a septic tank sitting on Big Mama's porch while she's chewing snuff. And you folks probably don't even know what snuff is. Yeah, watch yourself she's now. she's spitting that tobacco in a can. And I'm saying, Big Mama, this is a fire. Baby, what we need to do? And I explained to Big Mama, I said, Big Mama, I'm going to tell you that and get your butt and go get me some pound cake so I can tell you the story. <laughs> well, you, I know That's your sugar. Right. Look, they, your sugar's got to be jacked. You like Fanta, you want some cake. I know, Doc, you, you, mean, you got to be on some diabetes medicine, bro. You got to be. Yeah, you know what? You know what? <laughs> All this like sugar you've been knocking say, off for the last 20 years. I'll worry about diabetes tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to live the day. <laughs> I'm gonna live the day, baby. <laughs> but anyway, I just want people to know that I'm real. I don't have no, I don't have no dog in this fight. I've, I've lived a life. God's blessed me, brother. I work for Him, man. I've saved so many people's lives and done shit that'll blow your brain away because the shit I've done and seen in my life. So I've been blessed. So I got no dog in this fight, man. People want to listen, they listen. You can always Google. Them. I mean, I'm probably the most Google individual on the planet. Hey, black people, you know, got my background, man. Come on, bro. I don't know, bro. 1% of people are certified <laughs> chemical and biological warfare, man. Operating on babies with congenital defects at three years old. You know, pulling out worms out of people's eyeballs. Come on, man. Nah, <laughs> nah. They don't, they don't exist. You I mean, nah, you That's don't exist. Very significant. That's very significant, too, Doc, because not only, you know, um, do we not see black people that have the background, the, the biggest point in my view, is that we have access to someone like that. And that's very Facts. important. And, you know, Smoke, this is very important. I mean, really, let's let's just, let's just make a declaration tonight, right now. And I need you all to cooperate with me on this. We're going to call this, we're going to start the, the, the Save Lives movement right here on Smoke World. We got Dr. Lane Rowling and my man Smoke. And this is what we're going to do. This is the Save Your Life movement right now. It just started tonight. So we're going to continue to have these uh, opportunities to speak with Dr. Rowland you know, and, and all the other people that want to make sure that people get the correct information so they can move through this whole uh, scenario here. Can we Can we yeah, agree smoke, with man, that? Amen. Man, I can, smoke, I can feel your heart, Smoke. I, I like you, brother. I would, appreciate I would love you, brother. Uh, and I appreciate you, man. Just talk to talk, just shoot the shit because I'm real, guys. I, I mean, I'm, I'll tell you like it is, man. I'll tell you if you're fucked up. But I'll tell you if you're Absolutely. Yeah, hell yeah. Listen, we're going to make that truth right now. We're going to do that. Again, this is the platform. It's open to you to share the information with the people because we hear so many different things and folks are, you know, I'm, I'm hearing people 
they don't know what direction to go. It's an overload to some degree. And they're like, ah, it's over, I guess. No, it's not. It's not over. So, again, you explained that tonight. So that's why it's important to have folks like yourself explain to the people, educate the people on what's going on. And, brother, I truly, truly appreciate you taking the time out your busy schedule. I know you're a busy man because I see you on every show. You all over the world. I'm like, that. you want Smoke World? Oh, Smoke World. We got Dr. Well, Lane you, rolling. Man, I tell you, hey, Smoke, I tell you right now, man, I finished off this bottle of cognac, baby. <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> Hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy. As you say, Hamburger. I'm going to sleep like a baby tonight, baby. I don't get a pacifier. <laughs> so you're going to be good tonight with your sugars. With your sugars on high. <laughs> Well, look, brothers, I appreciate you being a guest on the Spoke World Podcast. Appreciate y'all taking the time to educate the people on so much stuff that's going on. I'm serious, man. I love you too, Doc. Like I said, we're going to do it again. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I know you're about to put your Ranger move on me. I'll let them know who did it. Whoa, whoa. Don't be, I had to call security. Security! <laughs> security. <laughs> Thanks, brother. Love you too, brother. Appreciate it. Appreciate you. Well, there you have it, folks. Another episode of Smoke World in the Books. want to thank Dr. Lane Rowland, my brother Art, for being a guest on the Smoke World Podcast. Again, folks, you can follow me on Instagram, Smoke World Podcast, email, stone at smokeworldpodcast.com, website, smokeworldpodcast.com. Don't forget to share, like, and subscribe. I really want you to do this for this particular episode because, again, Dr. Lane Rowland put some good information out there, folks. This is, this is saving lives, okay? Bottom line. You need to know this stuff. This thing is serious, okay? I love you, and I need to see you. Peace.